everybody. Welcome back to the Kiss Me Quicks Erotica podcast. This is your favorite sexy librarian, Rose Carraway. How you guys doing? I think that sounds good. They're all saying yes. They're doing well. That's fabulous. We're doing really well here, too, you guys. Um, Stupid Fish Productions is, dude, we're running amok. Uh, Let's see. I got a lot of stuff to let you know about. We've got the LZ Project, ready to buy, in ebook to give as a gift for this lovely Christmas. Um, we've got some reviews coming in. It's pretty cool. Uh, we've been rated as best of for 2015 uh, by the Erotica for the Big Brain. Um, I'm saying um a lot. Maybe I should turn and ask Big Daddy, how are you doing this Christmas evening? time month week i'm doing great we're busy as hell we're kicking butt taking names kind of been off the grid a little bit we've had some technical issues with oh comcast our good friends at comcast can suck it yeah that was fun yeah that was tough Mm -hmm. but we're back and we're ready to two weeks behind but we're here a little queer in my mind anyway (laughs) Yeah, so we're doing great. We have a lot of projects we're working on. Um, well, what's been your favorite project that you've worked zombie, on? Libidness Zombie. Ah, hashtag eight authors. Oh, yeah. Fantastic project. Our favorite to date. And probably will be for a very long time. You know, forever. Until I die, that might be my first my first favorite of all time. Um, very proud of this project. Uh, you know, a great gift idea, by the way. Fabulous stocking stuff. Well, you'll get a stocking stuffed. Go to Amazon and buy Libidinous Zombie, an erotic horror collection. Um, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of critical reviews and a lot of people loving it. Uh, only one person that we know of has unfollowed us, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, I frankly expected a lot more. Uh, nah. We got good ears listening to us. We're good, man. We're solid. Um, it's just, you know, you, there might be one or two more people that can't handle it. But the rest of you can. Get it. It's fucking brilliant. As Erotica for the Big Brain said. Yeah. Um, who also voted us as Best of for 2015. Not us. It. It. I mean, well, us. The libidinous zombies. Yes. The eight authors. It's coming from a place of gold. I promise. <laughs> No, that's cool. That's very cool. So I love hearing that. So, and the audio is coming out. I mean, we're we're expecting any to day get now. Word. Yeah, any day. So yeah. that's. Yeah, apparently Christmas is here, so people are slow. <laughs> yeah, that's Christmas. So. Yeah, whatever. Get to it. All right. Yeah, your your booth is stuffed with presents. It is. I know. I'm trying to not, not too many presents. Let's not be too braggadocious. But I got a garbage bag full of presents for my three kids, and trying really hard to not let my toes crinkle the plastic on it. <laughs> So, you know, yeah. All right, um, what else do I have? Oh, duh. Cuck holding. Um, I'm getting ready to click that publish button for our next anthology. Uh, the Tonight She's Yours anthology will, um, be available very, very soon. And it's, it's the cuck holding call that I did that was first asked by lurid listeners so um you know i found a whole book full of really cool cuckolding stories that i'm very proud to to present to everybody so look forward to that 
Yeah, I think there's a lot of folks waiting for this one. Uh huh. So says at least my Twitter and my my Facebook and my Tumblr accounts. It's pretty cool. And it's, I mean, it's super sexy. I mean, it's uh, undeniably sexy. It's so much more than sexy. Yeah, it's it's, it's pretty. Well, it's fucking erotic, is what it is. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Yeah. Um. So next. Next, as always, you know what? As always, we do like to remind you, encourage you, and we cross our fingers for your KMQ and Sexy Librarian blogcast um, subscriptions. So if you're in iTunes or wherever you're at listening to us, click that subscribe button and please leave us reviews. We do read each and every single one. Um, that's my little show plug. Uh, Big news, too, is my first story. Or no, not my first story. I said that wrong. Um, Your story. I lost my run. <laughs> you... So, yeah, the big news is is that Best Women's Erotica, uh, edited for the first time by Rachel Kramer Bustle. My, I got a story accepted in that book. Yeah, that is, I think there's another one that's got a lot of uh, anticipation. Yeah, well, we ladies, we like our erotica. So. <laughs> you do like your erotica. We like the good stuff. And, you know, it's really cool because Rachel Kramer Bustle and Rose Carraway are going to be working together, yo. Yep, yeah, we signed a contract. We're doing, we're doing that audio as well, so that's going to be fun. Yeah, very happy about that. And uh, even better. Even better than that. What could possibly <laughs> Even better, be than that. better than that? Oh, not only are we working together, we're actually going to hang out again publicly and do a live read from that very anthology at the Good Vibrations store in San Francisco on Polk Street. Rachel's going to be there. You're going to be there. And then like. Jade A. Waters, you guys know we love her dearly. She is going to be there. Yeah, a lot of people I think are (sighs) going to be there. It's going to be be a lot of very, hmm, big toothy smiled pictures that Big Daddy's going to be taking because I'm that (laughs) excited. (laughs) And you guys know (laughs) I smile big. (sighs) Anyway, so yeah, that's really, I'm, I, January 19th, if I didn't say the date already. If you want more details, just go to rachelkramerbustle.com. Or even better, I forgot to say, even better than that. Like, the news just doesn't stop getting better around here. Um, Go to the Facebook event page and search Best Women's Erotica and hit the Attend button. Let us know that you're going to be there. I would just die if I met some more uh, lurid listeners at that live event. That would be so cool. Yeah, we met some last time. It was fun. So um, we'd love to have you guys back. Give me more, baby. Um, so that's all we've got in the news. And so I say, hey, let's let's bring the sexy Christmas story, huh? Yeah. So for your sexy story today on the KMQ here at Christmas 2015 is a story written by me. First part was written last Christmas, 2014. And it was a very tiny, very short uh spin on A Christmas Carol by Dickens, and it's uh, kind of based on the, uh, yeah, it is based on the uh, character, or at least I should say it's featuring majorly uh, Jacob Marley. And now I'm going to give you the second part, because the first part wasn't done. Um, The second part, hmm, the first part was for the ladies. The second part, well, it's for ladies, but it's mostly for the men. So 
Here is, to remind you of what happened last year, but only moments ago, um, part one and the new and extended part two. An XXXmas Story, Part 1 He wakes to the sound of something repetitive, an insistent banging. He rubs his eyes against the intermittent blinks of Christmas lights strung around their bedroom window. With a yawn, he props himself onto an elbow. He tilts his head and studies the sounds. He hears the Lincolnshire poacher melody playing on the clock radio, the dry hum of the heater pushing air through the vent. And then, there it is, headboard meeting wall, and the strange weighty jangle of chains. It sounds as though there are strands upon strands of them, heavy and unrelenting. Then he hears his wife's impassioned moans underneath it all, and his cock responds of its own volition. The scorching flush of jealousy suddenly rises to his cheeks. He swings his bare feet to the winter-chilled hardwood floor, is instantly awake. He doesn't bother with his robe. He heads for the little staircase that leads up to the attic, where his wife has been obsessing over her latest treasure, an antique brass door knocker. The door is ajar. For him, he supposes, hopes. Another hazy, blinking strand of Christmas lights glows from the small, round, single-paned window inside. His palms are sweating from anxiety as the telltale sounds of fucking seem to reverberate off every wall around him now. He hears his wife's fast, breathy whines and his skin tightens and he lets out an anguished groan. His cock stands entirely erect now, completely perpendicular to the floor. The dripping head of it taps his heated skin just below his belly button leaving behind sticky cool dots of pre-cum with each careful step he takes. He can't help but wonder, is she fucking a friend or a stranger this time? The heavy metal sound of rattling chains and hard bed-to-wall collisions pulls him forward. His trembling fingers reach out, barely nudge the old door's dried wooden surface. The rusted hinges creak. The door opens a few inches wider. Almost hiding behind the door, he flinches, distressed by what he sees. Amidst the banging and clanging, he sees her, his wife. She is naked, save for her lovely slender legs, which are wrapped in thigh-high candy cane-striped stockings, a gift from him this Christmas Eve night. They make her legs festive and cheerful 
as they are splayed irresistibly wide. To him, she is a beautiful and whorish vision. Her breasts pitch and toss about her chest as the bed slams against the wall. Her arms are stretched and tethered to the top bedposts by something unseen at this distance. To his rational mind, he recognizes the throes of orgasm that she is suffering. There is no doubt that she is being fucked. But by what? Her body is sweating and pink with arousal. He feels his jaw go slack when he looks between her legs to find her glistening pussy gaping. Each thrust she receives orchestrates her toes, her mouth, the bed, the bed frame, and the strange, ghostly sound of chains. His wife's moans are relentless, escalating, and he can't help it when his fingers press the door open the rest of the way. His eyes blink wide as he steps over the worn threshold. He sees no one. No one is in the room with her. He doesn't understand. As his wife's wrists are bound to each corner post, her legs extending painfully wide, she is clearly being ravished, mercilessly, by something, someone. He suddenly feels parched. As the headboard continues to pound against the wall, his eyes are drawn to the antique knocker nailed prominently above the bed. He shakes his head, pushes the thought away. Impossible. He focuses on what he does understand, what he knows to be possible, if only to ground himself before his mind reaches irreversibly for the preposterous. He looks back at her pussy. It is practically yawning open, proving what he suspects. Something is fucking her. A specter? No. Yes. He looks back at the knocker, its brass handle keeping beat with the headboard and his wife's animal-like cries. The knocker suddenly flickers and glows and catches his eye. A white and luminescent face rises from it. It smiles back at him, a handkerchief tied around its jaw. The thing winks at him before sinking back and disappearing. Chains clank louder. The bed quakes. The walls shake. His wife screams now. She's gasping for breath. Her round, sweaty breasts pitching in spastic rhythm as the ghost pounds into her. Based on the thrashing it is giving his wife, he knows that this is not a ghost sentenced to an eternity bound by monetary greed. This is a ghost imprisoned by the eternal and unbreakable chains of lust. It is the insatiable Jacob Marley. His knees shake. 
He feels dizzy, weak with powerless desire. He knows this ghost's lust, embraces its familiarity. And he wants to run to his wife, save her body from this trespass. But he wants to watch her experience it too. He leans heavily against the doorframe, grateful that it's there. The chains stop rattling, the bed and its frame terribly cruel as they become still too. His wife whimpers, pulls impatiently against her invisible restraints. He sees the impressions in her breasts as they are being squeezed by long, unseen fingers, and his chest feels as though it is collapsing and he releases a loud groan. Lust is burning in his blood, thrumming in his cock. His eyes meet hers, and he sees that it burns the same within her, too. Droplets of sweat, illuminated by the glow of Christmas lights, glisten over her skin. One of her candy cane-striped stockings has slid down her thigh. She opens her mouth, sighs with a tired, lazy smile. She says, He doesn't like to share, my love, but he says he will, tomorrow. Her lips pull back as she grimaces, and he sees that both of her nipples are being tugged, stretched, impossibly far. The antique grandfather clock downstairs echoes the hour with a single low brass chime, and at last her eyes finally meet his. He's stood there, the observer, coveting, cock and heart aching for what has seemed like an eternity. His wife's wrists are released, and she exhales, inhales, breasts bruised and sweaty. They rise and fall so beautifully, perfectly. An invisible weight shifts upon the old bed. Chains rattle into motion. Her legs are shoved backward until she is curled and pinned beneath the ghost of Jacob Marley. She turns her head, looks upon him, swollen pussy and anus exposed, unrestricted. She extends an arm and crooks a lazy finger toward him, and he can't staunch the sob that suddenly constricts his throat. Relief washes over him at her small beckoning. But his reflexes are sluggish. He hears the chains dragging and slithering across the wooden floor, approaching him. When a cold iron link wraps around his neck and pulls, he can only follow. Her striped holiday stockings are more askew and twisted, but they still cling beautifully from toes to thighs. 
He gazes too long, and the heavy tug of chain pulls him up and onto the foot of the mattress. His heart pounds at the strong mingling scents of cum and sweat. He inhales deeply. His cock throbs, but he does nothing to ease it. There comes a low, masculine whisper, and he sees that his wife is listening intently to her invisible lover as it whispers something privately into her ear. Her eyes suddenly meet his, and her lips curve into a wide smile. The bed springs creak. He knows that his wife's spectral lover is mounting her once more. He says you can watch, but you must do so closely. And then he will let us exchange presents. His eyes close at her words, grateful. Obediently, he crouches close on his knees and elbows, careful not to touch any part of her as he moves in low. The scent of cunt and cum are thick in his nose here. There is a coldness in the air. He can feel the presence of the ghost. Around his neck, the chains tighten. Indentations form on either side of her upturned hips as the ghost's knees sink into the holiday-quilted bed cover. And then, his wife's cunt opens, absorbs the thick, invisible cock. He watches, fascinated as her flesh stretches, gapes again. At the sound of her moans, He wants to take his own cock in hand and stroke, but he resists. He can almost see the full anatomy of the cock that shoves into her, the bulk and texture that penetrates her. The thrusts quicken. Her groans grow into a series of wild cries. When she orgasms, the chains tighten around his neck nearly cutting off his airway. His pulse pounds at his temples. His lips and eyes feel swollen. But he watches, unflinching. His wife's anus puckers reflexively, and he knows when her release is finally spent. Pretty and gruff, The sounds of their orgasms fill the attic room, perfectly in tune with one another. But the fucking doesn't stop. Between the bedsprings squeaks, he hears another whispered secret. He wants you to taste how good he's fucking me, baby. Oh, but you better hurry before he makes another mess inside me. The ghost's slow but continued thrusts make her voice waver. There is no delay. He tilts his head, extends his tongue, and reaches with his parched lips. Though he can't see the cock that plows into her sopping cunt, he can see the cum that is being swirled and displaced in and out of her. He is shocked when he makes contact 
with the hard, vascular texture of cock pumping into her. It slides, warm and wet across his lips, over his diligent tongue. He laps at the cum and revels at this new humiliation. When his wife grunts and the ghost moans, he is encouraged, tries to get at them better. He tilts his head more, parts his lips wider to support the ever-working, cum-coated cock. He rests one side of his face against his wife's anus, and wet, bristly testicles slap against his upturned cheek, and the chains tighten again around his neck. In that moment, his world closes in, and his carotid and airway are equally restricted. The cum, cock, and cunt are all that exist for him. He feels his wife's anus puckering and relaxing against his resting cheek. The cock that passes over his lips and tongue hardens, swells, and thrusts and jerks. Their new orgasms are on the rise as the darkness closes in. And then the chain yanks him back with a hard tug before he can taste their blended ecstasy. Come, my love. He is disoriented and confused, devastated that he wasn't permitted to drink of them. Someone is patting the pillow, his wife, and as his breath returns and blood pumps back into his brain, he moves toward the gentle sound. He tries to stifle his coughs and sputters as delirium makes his body feel weighted. He licks his lips, and thankfully, the taste of cock and cunt helps to return more of his senses. Lay beside me, his wife gently tells him. Her cheeks are flushed and shiny, eyelids heavy with spent passion. She's still on her back, candy cane-striped legs bent, knees pulling close to her chin. One of her hands is firmly pressed over her rosy, swollen cunt hole like a tightly sealed lid. He takes deep breaths. It takes so much effort to crawl the short distance, and when he reaches the pillow, he flops onto his back. The chains are in motion again, and now his wrists are bound, pulled toward the bedposts, secured. Air flows into his lungs more easily. His wife snuggles next to him, but cautiously keeps a lid on her puffy cunt. I am so full of cum right now, baby. The words are like a song to him, a seductive melody that threatens to carry him away. He looks at her, wants to smile and cry, but he does nothing, says nothing, only waits. You ready to give me my Christmas present, baby? He nods a hasty yes. He feels a single fat tear slide down his left temple toward the sweat-dampened pillow. Cold, heavy chains immediately slide beneath his knees, pull them up until his legs are hoisted, not unlike his wife's were, 
when he first saw her tonight. And then more invisible chains slither through the air to wrap around and around his cock like it's a spool. He feels the rasp and press of strong hands upon his raised knees, and it is then that a sneaking whimper escapes his sore throat. The mattress creaks as a heavy weight settles upon it once more, and the lustful ghost is ready. There is a faint shimmer, and he catches a glimpse of Jacob Marley, haggard and wanton, wrapped and imprisoned by the chains of his lust, and then the wispy image is gone. Hush, baby, or he won't be nice, and I won't be able to give you your present. She brushes her lips against his cheek, still careful not to spill her precious load. You want your present, don't you? He closes his eyelids tight, nods, centers himself. He wants for nothing else. Good boy. He feels the ghost's body saddling against his ass cheeks, positioning itself. Their connection is at once electric and soft against his skin. Reprehensible and magnificent. There is a flash of concern and fear when he thinks how painful entry will be. But then the disembodied ghost begins to work and press against him and the chains rattle and chink, a haunting sound. He can feel the heavy cock and testicles that drag and rub up and down, back and forth along his exposed, sensitive crevice. The weight of the many links of smooth metal around his own cock compresses, coaxing away worry. He lets his spine and anus relax and his knees part invitingly. When he feels the blunt end of Jacob Marley's cock take aim, he turns his head to look at his wife. She's watching. One hand plastered to her cunt hole, the index finger of her other hand flicking and swirling around her clit. She glances at him, mouths the words, I love you. Her breathing is already made ragged by what she is about to witness. But her eyes remain open. She's not letting herself be taken away by her orgasm. She's stirring a special one just for him. He feels breath of dust and copper and gold and greed. It blows against his face as the ghost looms closer. Its hard cock takes aim, presses against his anus. He balls his fists, strains against the chains, braces himself. And then the cock enters him. His chin points toward the cobwebbed attic beams at the unforgiving intrusion. There is pain, sharp and consuming and wonderful. The coils of chain that embrace and weigh upon his cock jingle in time with each powerful thrust. His wife groans. She licks her lips and her body vibrates next to him 
as she masturbates. Unseen, unanticipated bites pull at his nipples and neck and shoulders. Growls and grunts are stale, damp puffs against his face that he can't draw a fresh breath through, can't escape from. Next to him, his wife makes such beautiful song as he is being rammed, and he wonders what his open anus must look like. So he looks down, and his eyes open wide, forgets about his anus. Though he knows the chains are there, he can't see them, but he can feel their tight links. His cock is bigger than it has ever been before. It throbs as though filled, strengthened, reinforced from base to head. Suddenly, his wife emits a strangled sound, as though she's nearly lost some close battle. And then she's up and moving, and her preciously lidded cunt is just above his mouth, her knuckles knocking against his lips and clenched teeth while he's being fucked. Open! Now! She screams, pinching her clit with a violence that commands him. He opens, and her hand no longer separates them. Her cunt spills, and his mouth seals to her. She grinds her clit against his nose while he sucks, plunges his tongue in deep, drinks as she orgasms now for him, using him. Her weight is entirely on his jaw. His efforts become strangled, pitiful sounds, but still he suckles, drinks, pulls all that she'd kept safely stowed away for him. This is her gift to him and his to her. The sound of chains rattling echoes all around them. Some links tighten, some pull. His cock swells at the persistent, driving efforts of the ghost. His wife grinds down, ensures that he gets his fill. And then his own cock finally erupts. His wife cries out as he sprays her back with his jetting spunk. And then the thrusting at his ass ceases, and he receives the ghost's hot ejaculate. And he can't contain himself any longer. With a great burst... His voice fills his wife's cunt with a muffled and wet fuck. For Stupid Fish Productions, this is Rose Carraway.
down the stairs I trip over the bottles that I emptied last night Trying to drown my sorrows I come tumbling down I'm crashing into the tree God, I hate Christmas time It's never very merry All those memories I'd rather like to bury I just drink them away I soak them in You guys, that was my story, XXXmas story. Uh, it was a pleasure to write. And, you know, next year I'm thinking you guys might find out what happens to Jacob Marley. Uh, you know, you think you got his, but no, story's not done. There will be another part, part three for 2016. So look forward to that. Head over to Amazon, you guys. You know how to support the show. Head to Amazon. Go to Libidinous Zombie and click buy or gift it to a friend who you think might enjoy. Um, and the audio is coming any day now, so grab that whenever I uh, share that link on the website. And uh, tonight, She's Yours is almost ready to be published as well. Subscribe to the KMQ podcast and the Sexy Librarian blogcast. Leave your reviews there and for all the books and audiobooks that you buy so that you can encourage others. Um, the event at the Good Vibrations store with Rachel Kramer Bustle for this new edition of Best Women's Erotica. Uh, we're doing that live reading. It is on January 19th and I don't recall the time but just head to rachelkramerbustle.com for all the details and there'll be a little map there too. I hope you guys can be there. That would be really cool. Give us a call at 202-810-KISS. And uh, I hope you guys have an excellent holiday break, week, couple of days, however you're spending it. I hope you're healthy. I hope you're well. I hope you guys are all happy. Uh, Big Daddy and I want to wish you a Merry Christmas if you celebrate Christmas. And um, thank you. Merry family time. How about that? Merry family time. Go spend some time with family and friends. Yes. Hug them, squeeze them, tell them you love them. Um, And fuck each other. Yes. Fuck each other fondly. (laughs) (laughs) That should be the hashtag. Hashtag FF. Hashtag FF. Or FF. Fuck fondly. Um, You guys, Big Daddy, Dave, and he calls me Hot Mama, Rose Caraway. We love you guys. We uh, look forward to 2016 with you. Take care. See you soon. I'd like to thank the following musical artists. Dave Anderson, Kid Cholera, Kai Engel, Kevin McLeod, Nine Inch Nails, Jazar, Tardis, Cloud Jumper, Cloud Jumper, that sounds fun. (laughs) And the feature credit song, Hungover Boxing Day by the Gasoline Brothers. Some water where
What I wanted to tell you is, well, two things. Number one, we should do another anthology titled Fuck Like Rabbits. Why? Are you into rabbit porn? No. I don't understand. <laughs> no. My God. Oh, my God. That's horrible. That's a horrible thought. Oh, rabbit porn's horrible? Oh, no. Oh, I thought you said fuck rabbits. <laughs> oh, God. What? <laughs> You said, or maybe that's just what my brain heard. <laughs> I think that's what happened. Dude, that's so, like, beyond violent. That's so not right. I've heard of people fucking chickens and cats. Cats? I've heard of that, yes. That's like a rabbit. Oh! I, yeah, I think you kill them. Like that's Yeah, they're the dead. Deal. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> with your cock, they would be dead. It's awful. What a terrible thing to do. But with, like, a little kid's cock, they wouldn't be dead. Like a, oh... Like a what are you tween. saying? Stop it! I'm, saying, You're I'm breaking my brain. I'm actually like figuring out what it would take for somebody to do that, and that's where my brain went. No, I don't. Think is a did. young kid who was just out of his mind, and like gotta fuck something. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a short story. <laughs> okay, so other than the fuck like rabbits anthology, the second thing is. I got three fingers up, but I only had two points. We should tell people that we fuck like rabbits. Well, yeah. Because I wonder if people believe it. Why wouldn't they? Because I wonder if our fucking life extends longer than the average fucking life span. Because your fucking life has a lifespan. Hmm. Meaning what? Because we've been together for 20 years, you mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, come on. You usually have a good a I good <laughs> laser beam on things like, silly things like this. I, I, well, one of the things, I'm, we're at a disadvantage because we've only had <clears throat> a relationship between us, basically. So it's not like we have you a, think it would be a large sample section of, or history with a lot of people, so. That's not what I'm talking about, experience. I'm talking about just time. Like yeah, how but how long? would we know, I guess, is what I'm saying. Like, maybe everyone just fucks do a like pull. rabbits you just 20 do years a pull. later. Just do a poll. What is the National Poll Company called? A National Poll Company? <laughs> Who always does the polls National... Polls, Inc.? <laughs> no! <laughs> we make polls for fences. No, there's For jousting. No, like uh, a census polling or something uh, or like political polling what am i thinking oh, of? they always the, reference the something yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a few of them <laughs> one of them yeah uh can do the poll <laughs> just big daddy you do Dave the poll. and rose garroway <laughs> have a longer than average fuck lifespan <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm thinking national average here. <laughs> like you know, how many days a week? 
do you have sex? And then just take a poll and see what a true national average is for married or, you know, just partners. Yeah, that'd be tough. I mean, even we, it changes all the time, right? I mean, some there's times when like... There's always variants. Yeah, like we're so busy or whatever and we're not fucking nearly as much. And then other times it's like, man, my dick is sore. <laughs> It's kind of, I kind of like that. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's a nice mark. Oh, what yeah. better mark is there than a sore cock? <laughs> not, not injured, just sore. <laughs> I just went to my little, my little Freddie, Freddie, ooh, uh, Eddie the Auger Harley character, the dominatrix, <laughs> who injured his cock. Oh, well, wanted to. Wanted to. She, she didn't, though. Yeah. But she had in the past. I know. What a bitch. And there were people who Don't had a kink that. for that. That's terrible. <laughs> oh, ow. No way. I loved writing that one. That one was fun. That one was outside of my boundaries. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, I'm good here. <laughs> this is fun. Because <laughs> it's all fake. It's not real. I can do whatever I want with my people. They're my people, after all. Yeah. Of course they are. You're, the, you're God, and they're... I am God! 